Welcome to TMI Today with Rita Bocuzzi and Jen Lee. In this podcast, there is no such thing as too much information. We are diving into all of the taboo topics from money and careers to relationships and parenting to whatever else we've been too afraid to discuss as women. Listen in and join the movement as we raise each other up in our everyday lives. Hello and welcome back to TMI where we're using information to make today's motivational insights. And I have Mama Rita, Rita Bakutsi with me. And as always, I'm Jen Lee, financial stress attorney. And we are talking about another fun topic today. Everyone's I don't like, know. Mm, I don't know, but it's fun or not. It's fun. <laughs> it's a word that gets thrown around a lot, but no one actually knows what it means these days because it's changed a yeah. lot. We're talking about recession and recession proofing so that you are prepared for when the economy goes up and down and you're not panicking during those times. So Rita has a fantastic, she's our expert on this because she helps her clients with this problem all the time. And so Rita, how do you look at finance? What's the, what's the trick here with the recession? Well, you know, the, the simple, it actually gets to be simple mm-hmm. trick is to be holistic, which means you get to look at all of it, yeah. <laughs> which does not sound simple. Uh-huh. You, you really get to look at money from, I say like, a, you know, it's like when you're in an airplane and you're at a 50,000 foot elevation, you're seeing things very different than 10,000 feet versus being on the ground, Right. Most of us seem to be on the ground while we're looking at our money situation. So I really like for, for people just to kind of be open to receiving a little bit of unique perspectives that I, mm-hmm. I feel that are unique, but I actually find that when I say that most people have been thinking a lot of these things and just never heard anybody else say it at the front of the room. So uh-huh. I basically get to validate them, which is so much fun because you know, we do get to know our money. Money does get to be a little bit intuitive. It's a resource. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like, you know, when you're hungry, right? And, and and maybe it's not that easy, but it actually can be that easy as we start to explore. And this is why I talk about the five E's mm-hmm. because naturally the first one comes out and that is exploring. Yep. So exploring, uh, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, what does that take? Uh, exploring what has history done and how can I protect the money that I make? How mm-hmm. can I make more money? How can I grow it safely? Um, am I willing to go to Vegas with some of it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what does that all look like? And while and exploring is really fun. So let me jump in here. So, cause Rita makes this really fun to explore and it doesn't have to be a scary thing. So I want that to be out there that exploring is one of the fun parts of this. Let me tell you what, I I have three basic areas where exploring is encompassed and that it's a couple of things. It's looking at history. It's also dreaming. I don't know Mm -hmm. how many of you have stopped dreaming your dreams about what's possible. Mm-hmm. And that can be the most detrimental thing to your life. And so I'm going to say writing down crazy dreams, like I'm going to, my, my one crazy dream that actually is not seeming so crazy. My first crazy dream was getting 1 million people aware mm-hmm. um, about money so that they can be empowered around money. Well, that number, that crazy number has been blown out the water because it's had that much exposure. Now it's really more detailed. And so this way you get to tweak it, which is super cool. So it's 5 million 
families being educated and empowered around money okay. very specifically. So that means they get to not only hear the information where they get to explore, but they get to learn about it. And you know, what's really cool is it, it's actually a myth, which should have probably been in one of our other episodes <laughs> that, um, is that you have to be super smart and super intelligent. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you it's different. As long as you know grade school math, multiplication, addition, subtraction, division, you've got this. You really, yep. really got this. You know, it's not like the math that we learn in school where it's, you know, my brain feels like it hurts and there's yeah. decimal points and all this other stuff. I mean, there is some of that, but that's not till later. Money basics, people just get to know what they know about money from so, the basics. So, Rita, what does that help with in recession? What does exploring do? Yeah. So exploring as far as the recession, it actually grounds you. Okay. So, so it's, again, it's a unique perspective and process. So knowing your core values, knowing what's important to you. So recession is where, you know, you're, you're diminished or things are leaving you, right? It's your receding back things, money's depleting or income's not coming in. So holding on to those dreams are very important because when you give them up, that's usually where people go down the spiral down. Mm-hmm. Really the basis is core values. All wealthy people that I've seen and interviewed, there are great books out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag values is one of them. That research puts a foundational platform to the recession, right? It's kind of like the stopping point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also the dreaming, the belief system when you know, and you're breaking through stories that are really never meant for you to hold on to, Mm -hmm. that's another way to stop receding back into depression around money. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get to shift that focus, right? So you're going to focus forward, or are you going to be looking in the rear view mirror? Mm If anyone knows driving a car, if you drive the car, looking in a rear view mirror, you're not going to get very far. Right. And it's the same with this resource tool called money which is Mm -hmm. a vehicle. So you get to explore, but you also get to learn empowering principles, right? So you get to embrace them. That means you get to learn like, what's your money purpose, right? How do I protect my money? Mm -hmm. I call it like having your love languages around (laughs) money and knowing so that money is flowing to you and not going from you. Right. So, and anytime you can, in recessions, that's where the most millionaires are made. Mm-hmm. And these are the perspectives around it with these E's. So learning key money principles, all wealthy people know these principles. And mm-hmm. what's really cool is they've been around for hundreds of years and they will still stay. They're always the same. It's the one constant, right? Mm-hmm. And there's really like three for saving and three for protecting and there's, you know, classes on that, but the next phase in that empowerment embracement is to expand your knowledge, right? Learn yes. about your phases of the money, learn about these principles over and over again. And then you get to do the next thing, engage, right? Because yep. if you take no action, it's all, it's mostly like entertain. It's, there's a lot more ease than five here. It's entertainment versus mm-hmm. education. So in order to elevate yourself that next level. You know, I talk about having those money dates, right. And really getting connected with the five, what I call the five P's, which are your purpose of your money, 
protecting your financial household, right? So if there's a major life health event, recession could be economy, but it can be your own it could be personal, personal recession. Yeah. So I talk yeah. about having financial cancer. So mm-hmm. what's more important, the eco- economic recession or your mm-hmm. personal recession? If it's the economy, wealthy people are just watching other people go into recession, but they're not in recession. Right. They're in expansion. Right. Because they're seeing opportunities because they're educated and informed of how the economy works. So I think that's so key about what you do exactly. is the grounding and the education side of it so that you can make good decisions instead of poor decisions, which usually need people to me. Yeah, it's, a, it's exactly what you're saying. It's those foundations and you're building, growing that money on the foundation versus accumulation. And accumulation right. is the next phase. But I'm going to tell you on the financial side, because I almost didn't end up in the financial industry, because Mm -hmm. honestly, I just didn't feel it was honest in my perspective at the time. I was seeing a lot of things where I was being sold and told. Yep. Right. And And I can only share my personal experiences. Over and over again, I say I had to kiss a lot of frogs before I found my <laughs> a lot, too many, too many. It's amazing I'm not showing up with all these warts all over. <laughs> you know what? It when you do when it doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. you get to walk away. Yeah. If it doesn't feel right, do not be pressured. That should be a red flag that mm-hmm. somebody. Oh my God, you're missing an opportunity. The market's going to switch. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever all that chatter. Yeah, to sound like the buh, 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 that I just did because that's how it sounds in life. Sounds head. like Charlie Brown. Wah, wah, oh wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and if you're starting to feel like apprehension, I touch yeah. this spot in my chest because that's where I feel. I feel like oh, this doesn't feel good. And for some people, it might be a gut thing. Yeah, that's the intuitive part of it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Take a pause. Pausing's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we're on the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out yep. because that's what we're pressured into. Now you get to look at things, you get to pause, you get to take time and this is how, and get somebody to help you, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe yep. an accountability partner so that this way you're bouncing off ideas off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say preferably somebody that's not more broke than you are <laughs> or kind of at your status or higher yeah. Yeah, yeah. And has that same like-minded thinking, yep. um, you know, that empowers your personal recession around it so that you can make decisions by being prepared. Right. right? Exactly. Nope. Not panicked. And I know you see this a lot and, you know, people are coming to you probably in a more panic state. So, you know, maybe you could speak a little too about the preparation. versus. Yes. The- so I always speak about recession proofing, of course, financial advising and getting your assets in a row, all that kind of thing is one thing. But what I saw, especially during the 2008 re- recession that we had was people were cashing at retirement accounts to pay debt because they were panicking Mm -hmm. and they didn't realize that those accounts would be protected from their creditors. And so they paid off the debt and then they ran the debt up again because the recession didn't end when they paid off the debt. The recession was still ongoing. And so what Rita's talking about with, with educating and keeping like someone to bounce ideas off of and not making rash decisions is really what I see as mistakes um, because people, they think, oh, I'm going to watch late night television and I'm going to cash out my retirement accounts and I'm going to pay off this debt and then everything will be great. And it's not great. It's not a good idea. And so not panicking and not cashing out assets in the middle, 
Rita, why don't you cash out assets in the middle of recession? What, what's the market? Well, because we're in the down market, right? <laughs> right? Why would you, you know, if be in the low market where yeah. you know, that is the, that's why wealthy people, they buy up in that time. Right? Exactly. So why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, and I see this, I see this for, you know, again, when we look at like a little bit of a history, it's like 1980 to 2000 yeah. uh, markets going up and up and up. Although there was the hiccup in 1987, which I remember very well. That was the first time um, I remember I had just bought my first condo. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. At an interest rate of 16.86. Got a great interest rate. That's crazy. So things do change. Yeah. And I'm going to say prospectively balance themselves out. You know, that hiccup happened, but I had my foundation and I had my reserves already yeah. because I had learned at least that from my parents about saving. Mm-hmm. Right. And you mentioned even in another episode, you don't leverage until leveraging means that you have resources to back that leveraging. Yep. And so again, in COVID, while some people were cruising, other people kind of learned about their characters or Mm -hmm. other people's characters around money. Uh, And what you felt, well, what the the good thing is that you could build all that up with, you know, on the mindset strategy, part of it is again, the core values, but also your belief system and the habits that you have, or the habits Mm -hmm. that you want to have to create a victorious cycle in your life. But again, the phases. So, you know, maybe at that point, like, like me, when we, you don't have two, two nickels to rub together, you get to start to figure out maybe alternative ways of finding extra income to come mm-hmm. in. Yeah. There's so many ways. I actually have a list of like, <laughs> and, you know, and I, I encourage everybody to do this. How many ways can you come up with earning money? And I'm going to yeah. add uncapped earning potential mm-hmm. of money, which means nobody gets to tell you how much money you get to make. Right. So now you're growing all this money. Well, I mean, making all this money Well, you want to grow it. And so again, you have your options. Is it, we talk about phases. So there's that phase of money where we need it so that it covers our expenses, right? Right. Our day to day. Then we have that building of that savings, hopefully at the same time is what it really just yeah. ideal situation. And then you have that excess money and how do you want it to work for you? Is it mm-hmm. long-term? Is it short-term? You know, I think we should look at every bit of our money with as long-term mm-hmm. and then create buckets for it. Because if there's an event that happens like the cancer or stroke or heart attack or an accident or whatever happens in your life or a market recession that may affect you in some way by maybe job loss, uh, you actually have it to pool onto, right. Right? right? And that, and that reserve people ask me, how much should it be? Well, if you're just starting, start with the day-to-day and get a month's worth. Right. Yep. And then when you get that month's worth, do two, three, four, five, six. I like a year personally because yep. when I had cancer, this is the question that I ask people if some major health event happens for you, then how long can you sustain? Can it be a mm-hmm. week? Six weeks? Six I, I months? 12 months? Two years? Right. So health events mm-hmm. can last a long time. So you want, you know, though two years is a short term you can dip in maybe to some of that long-term that's been allocated for emergencies. Right, right. To not be touched. And then if not, then you can maybe in the future have a bonus round the world trip or something, right? Right. But that's in that's for the future. It's for the now as an emergency backing, 
because I'm going right. to say you don't want money to just sit there and never maybe tap into it. You want to pass it on for legacy. Right. It depends oh. on your beliefs. I get people that say, hey, my money, my life, I get to use it. My but money, my legacy. Yeah. And I think what the wealthy or what the well-educated understand is that not cashing out when the market dips, because no. that's your, that's our oh. instinct as humans. That is our instinct is like, get out of this right now. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm going to finish because I didn't yep. finish. I, I got sidetracked. <laughs> I get so excited about all of this. Uh, you know, we got to 2000, you know, we had 2001 where that was that first down, which most of us did not realize because many people got moved into the market because of, yep. of, of 401ks, which was supposed to be their long-term. So when their long-term got hit, Right. Mm -hmm. So what can you personally put into place that won't take a hit like that? Right. So people grew their money again, 2008. So think about this in 2001, they were 65. Uh Right. And then they had to wait. How long did they wait? About seven years, right. On Mm -hmm. average to break Mm -hmm. even, not even to make their money because their money was tied into a market situation. And so then the money went down again and they had Mm -hmm. even less than they were 65. You know what most people did, especially men, mm-hmm. uh, like married men, they cashed in on their life insurances. And then what happened is they died. Uh. And their wives, who had not worked because they were in a time frame right. where they didn't, right. they don't even get the social security. So now that woman is left with no assets Mm -hmm. whatsoever in an age where she's not really, she's in her seventies or eighties and not working. It could be even sixties. And right now, the reason why I talk about it, we talk about recession. We have the highest elderly female population living below the poverty level. Mm -hmm. And now in some cities, and I can say this for a fact, living homeless because of that one action of, of, of cashing in a long-term asset. So you really got to look long-term and keep the leverage and keep it where keep the emotions in. under control. Right. So the protected state of the financial household yeah. and the yeah. persevering yeah. and the ongoing preservation of yeah. a certain aspect of it. Cause I mean, we all get older and either we learn in our younger years, how to have a perpetual lifetime income stream. Mm-hmm. that will help sustain us. Right. Uh, and people, I'm going to bring this up inflation because it's kind of like <laughs> the, elephant the other word, <laughs> the other word. The reality is we all hear about that. Oh, offset inflation. Well, the way you offset inflation is to build more lifetime income producing assets, right? It isn't a product. This is a product that will offset it. Right. You, it's a strategy. It's a wealth strategy and you get to learn these principles. And it obviously takes a lot longer than today's episode <laughs> to learn those things. But the cool thing is it does become a system that becomes simplified once mm-hmm. you learn it, just like your job. You know, if you right. go to, into a career, you studied it, you learned it, or you worked at it for a while till you got mm-hmm. amazing at it. And then now it's like, close your eyes and do whatever you got to do. And it's like right. magic happens. That same thing happens when we recession-proof our money through empowerment and education of uh, 
that money mastery and that skill set mastery combined. It's not one or the other. They, they go together like the right and left sides of our brain. They do. And I will, I always joke because, and it's not a joke, but it's something I had to learn over many, many years is when the market is down, I just don't check my account. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> people will call me and they'll be all panicked. They're like, Oh, my 401k is down a hundred thousand dollars, something like that. I'm like, it's not down a hundred thousand dollars. Your balance is down, but if you don't cash it out, then and there's you're not more, down and at I all. Like that. So. And I think it's okay to look at it. If you're going to look at it with understanding, like exactly what, yeah. what is your tolerance right yeah. now? And it's okay. That was my joke was, and I'm like, oh, wait, 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 because really, that's when people really are aware of what they want yep. their money to do. Yeah, no, it's very true. But what, <laughs> what I was trying to get to is when I know that I'm going to leave it there, like that's my long-term yes. strategy is to leave it there. Money, yeah. And, and it's a good point to evaluate it and say, yep. is this really where I want my long-term right. money? Exactly. Or is there a percentage that I really want to know that's going to be safe yep. that I need? So it's actually yep. a great evaluation point. Mm-hmm. Um, or like you said, you know, that you know that that's the money that you're okay just, just gonna sit up there. and down yep. and it's for the future. And if it's not, and you're not having that feeling, then you get to right. sit with somebody that's like a safe money expert. And you really need to get mm-hmm. to ask that question because just like there's different doctors with different professions, mm-hmm. there's different, different attorneys and different specialties. Well, there's the same with your money. If you have your own financial planner and they've mm-hmm. never discussed the safe money expertise side of it, then you need to find one that does. I'm not saying get rid of yours, but complement right. what you're doing and yep. build it so that it will work the way you are seeing it because that's totally possible. If you're talking to one that says, well, no, this is the only way, oof, then you might want to find out because usually really amazing financial planners and professionals are not together. your end-all be-all, yep. right? When yep. we diversify risk, we get to diversify the pro- professionals in the financial arena. And that not just includes financial advisors, consultants mm-hmm. which are different. Mm-hmm. Um, consultants tend to be on the safe side, but mm-hmm. different aspects. Uh, but that's your CPA. That's yeah. your attorneys like you in the diversification of what you do, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so and I always learn so much from you every time we do one of these episodes. So it's always so hearing about these topics that people don't want to talk about and are scared to ask. So that's why it's so great that we kind of put ourselves out there and say, Hey, this is how I look at it. Here's what you could should consider. So thank you, Rita. I really appreciate start the conversation going. Yeah. All the input. So recession isn't scary. You can plan for it. And we're here to talk about all of those fun money topics. So thanks Rita. Great. Thanks. Jen.